Hello, everybody. My name is Lon Strohschein, former public company executive turned lifestyle engineer. One year ago, I left my job as a public company executive, and I left without a resume, without another job, without a Rolodex of clients. But I left anyway. I left believing that the best years of my life were in front of me and knowing that they weren't going to be found where I was standing. I left and my mission has become to inspire the lives of a thousand dudes, to inspire the dude I used to be, to go do the things they want to do. My job here is to give you courage to finally act. And it's to remind you that dude, at this stage in life, nobody shows up to do it for you, but I'm here and I'll travel that highway with you. Thanks for being here. Enjoy this episode. We'll see you along the normal 40 highway. All right, welcome back to Normal 40, the podcast. My name is Adam Eaton. I am your co-pilot. And on this episode, as always, I am joined by the founder, the lead pilot, a dude you need to know. His name is Lon Strohshine. Lon will be in just a second here, but I want to set up what we're doing today. Then I'll kick it over to Lon. You've seen some episodes of late if you're following along in the feed. And if not, by the way, please do so. Uh, you can find us wherever you get downloadable content. We've been having a series of conversations, what we call rambles with people in the normal 40 universe, in the sphere of normal 40. And we get a lot out of these conversations. And I think they're very illuminating um, and they, they share a lot of great perspectives. And, and this week on this episode, we're going to talk to a gentleman by the name of Ron Ward, who has a really unique story. And he's going to join us here in the, in the pod in just a second. But Lon, Give us some backdrop. You've had a chance to, to ramble with Ron and Lon and Ron, by the way, is going to take me some time to get used to, but you've had a chance to ramble with Ron um, a little bit already. What can you tell us about Ron? Why is it he's somebody that you said to yourself, man, I've got to introduce him to the rest of the normal 40 group. You know, my life over the last year has kind of taken this crazy, awesome turn. Um, and, and it started, it started like, Everybody kind of probably knows my story. If you're into this podcast, I, I uh, left my job as a public company executive and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. wasn't sure where I was going to go, but I was just going to be curious about what was next. And I went to LinkedIn, started writing about it and people from all over the world just started sh showing up and saying, dude, I want to do that. I want to do what you're doing. I, I feel what you're feeling. Um, and so at some point, probably about a year ago, I said, well, I'm going to start just talking to these people. I'm going to start letting them get into my phone. Uh, schedule time with me and just, we're going to start rambling. And where that's led me is, is to this, this crazy place where now my days are really full of moments where I get to have deep, meaningful, wonderful, intimate conversation with some of the most impressive, fun, smart, articulate people from around the world. And we have these great conversations. I will say, as it relates to Ron, I've never talked to him. We, we've never talked. Mm. We've shared some, we've shared some notes back and forth. Um, and I, he's, he's a classic normal 40 follower. He probably just came on the site, saw some of the stuff I was doing and would lurch, uh, kind of like Adam, you talked about that before you finally engage, read, digest, see, and we're going to, okay, Ron's going to tell us a story if that's true or not. But, um, anyway, cut into the chase. How did, how did we get here? Ron sent me a note on, on LinkedIn, um, probably not that long ago, three, four weeks ago. And, um, he said something to the extent of, Hey, look, dude, your stuff's been really impactful to me. I'm going through a transition and to help me deal with it. I've resigned from my job. I've had a, a wonderful, I've had wonderful support from my wife and family. And I decided that I'm going to spend, uh, many weeks, if not months, and he'll tell us exactly the timeline hiking the Appalachian Trail alone. And he emailed that to me from the trail. And so I, I sat down, I'm like, well, this is just fascinating. And I, I, I penned a note back and I said, dude, I think this is spectacular. I'd love to chat about it sometime. And he said, yeah, that's great, but I'm in and out of cell service all the time. So it's kind of it's it's scattered. So I sent him a note back and said, I get it. I said, um, um, at some point, let's get on a call and maybe we'll do a podcast out of it. And he's like, I'm in. So that's led us over the course of the last 10 days. That's led us to this. And that's, 
there's a few more interactions in there and, and Ron and I'll probably talk about that in between, but that's how we got here. This will be the first time that I even hear Ron's voice. Uh, he looks nothing. I can see him now because we're on a Zoom call. He looks nothing like he looks in his very well manicured suit and tie and and senator style haircut in his profile picture. He looks way more backwoodsy and kind of like a dude that I want to uh, you know go camping with. And so with that, I'm I uh, that's how I know Ron. I can't wait. This is this is the perfect thing. This is my new life. I can't wait to see what I'm going to learn about Ron. Well, Ron, let's start here. Lon already kind of maybe spoke on your behalf, but uh, but I'd love to kind of hear your origin story. Um, despite the fact that he called you a lurch, which I'm not sure how you feel about that, but we can get to that later. Um, how did you how did you happen upon Lon in normal 40? And what about it made you click, read, come back to the page? What kind of drew you to it once you discovered it? Um, well, uh, first of all, thank you both for uh, having me on the show and uh, giving me the opportunity to to ramble with you a little bit. Um, and I'm glad you've got questions because I'm kind of an answer person. So I, I like I like to um, I like to just go off the cuff a little bit when I have the opportunity. So rein me in if you feel uh, so inclined. Um, I have been a long time um, interactor, I guess, on um, LinkedIn. Um, I have a good number of connections and, um, and I've used it over the years as a, as a medium to stay socially connected with friends far and near in the professional realm. You know, it's the alternative to the Facebooks and other, you know, social stuff out there, but I guess it was in December or, or maybe even as late as January this year that I was, uh, out lurking not lurching, but I was out lurking on uh, LinkedIn. And I, I don't know what it was in the algorithm or something I had seen before that maybe I liked or I lingered over a little bit. But one of one of the normal 40 uh, posts popped up and I, I couldn't even tell you what, you know, the title of it was or what the, the gist of it was. I knew was, you know, hey, if you're a guy in his middle age and, you know, you're making the trade, uh, or you've made your trade, you've swapped some, you know, vital, important piece of your life, whether it's professional or your personal life, but predominantly your professional life, you know, read this because other people have done it and come out better on the other side. And I, I just found myself drawn to that kind of content uh, that seemed geared for guys, dudes, uh, people in the in their sort of midlife or approaching midlife, if you will, uh, second chapter, what's going to happen in my second, third or fourth act professionally. Uh, and why does it matter? Um, so I, I started following along. Um, and, you know, the, the reference that I made earlier to lurking is, you know, I'm not a paid subscriber. And I, I did look into that, but, you know, coming off of uh of a, a professional career that, that I ended in December, you know, I was just kind of watching my budget uh, and I knew I was going to be going on this hike. So uh, that was one of the things that I, I guess I kind of felt like, you know, I should reach out and say, you know, Lon, if you, if you see me kind of liking or maybe even commenting on something yet, I'm not, you know, one of your paid subscribers, here's why. Um, I don't know why I felt compelled to do that. But that kind of led me to reach out again to Lon, I guess. It, he's right. It was probably two or three weeks ago. So that's kind of how I came to find the the space, the page on, on LinkedIn. And I love the content. And I've been listening to uh, not all of them, but I've been listening to some of the podcasts and, and find them very interesting, even before coming out here on the trail. So I'm, I'm looking back. It was, it was, the first day of May. So we're talking less than two weeks ago that, that you sent me a note called the trade. Um, and I just want to read it quick, Ron, it goes on. I'm just gonna read the beginning, but the, the listener will understand why this grabs your attention. It says, Hey, Lon, I'm following along from the sidelines of sort. I was retired in quotes from my company in December, and it freed me up to tackle a lifelong dream to hike the entirety of the Appalachian trail. 
I'm a little under 350 miles in, and I'm struggling daily with the physical and mental challenges of the hike. One of the thoughts consuming my energy is what's next for me professionally. And it's so, and it's no exaggeration that I'm worried about how to launch the next chapter post hike. Well, how does that not grab your attention and be like, how do I, how do I get in touch with this guy? He's, he's, he's doing it. He's owning it. He's everything we talk about, show up, take an action, do something, figure it out. He was doing it. And, uh, and then that led, that led back, you know, to me, to me reaching out back to him, but it's set up so beautifully one year, great writer. And, uh, and two, it's set up beautifully where you were at. And the fact that you're, you're 350 miles in before you bothered to reach out was like, yeah. wow, <laughs> we're, we're, you're, you're proving your commitment. I'm 470 now. So just, I just, I just crossed the Virginia border yesterday. So pretty happy. Awesome. Well, I, I got to know, Ron, let's, let's talk about this, this hike. Um, how does this kind of weave into sort of who you are? I mean, did, was this always a dream of yours? Was it something you said, hey, I, I've I've got to do this for my own purposes? Were you hoping to get something out of this hike, out of taking sort of this time of solitude? I mean, walk us through, because when I need some time, Ron, I maybe go to the garage and mow the lawn, <laughs> I grab a beer and watch the game. And if I'm going to hike anywhere, it's probably to my mailbox and back. Um, it's not right. 470 plus miles. How did this come to pass for you? Well, that's a great question. Um, and, and the answer is, if you've been following those, those questions, is, is it's yes, 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 and yes. I mean, uh, I've always wanted to do this. Um, I never thought I would have the, the time. I, I honestly never thought I would have the window of time. And it takes, I've allotted six to seven months. I got to be finished by October 15th, not because I've got anything to do back home, but because that's when they close. Baxter State Park in in northern Maine, where the the northern um, uh, terminus is. So uh, the winter winter months begin. The snows come in in October fifteenth on by October fifteenth. So I've got to be done by then. Um, I've sort of always wanted to do this. I, I've I'm not a backpacker. I'm not a hiker. I did not go out on weekends um, hiking and backpacking. I love camping. I love the wilderness. I love those wild places. I love the woods. I love to be outside. Um, anytime I can spend outside, whether it's camping with buddies or, you know, just standing around a fire pit somewhere, um, I'll do it. Um, so, you know, I haven't been waiting for a specific date. I was waiting for sort of that next big thing. You know, when's that opportunity gonna, gonna come along? I've had, you know, opportunities before, but it didn't, it didn't make sense because, you know, I either had little kids at home or, you know, work was, you know, chugging along and, and I, I wasn't going to have, you know, I, I didn't feel like I could just quit a job, just say, boss, I've had it. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to start walking. But uh, in October of last year, in the fall of 2022, um, there were some reductions in force at the company I was working for that I'd been with a long time. And um, instead of panicking, like I would want to do, I thought this, this might be my opportunity here to do something big to, for me. Um, and uh, my children are out of the house. My darling wife and I are um, empty nesters and, you know, we've got a one-year-old grandbaby and, um, she's got her hands full with that. My wife has a terrific job. She's another one of those, you know, 30 year people that's been with the same company and she loves her, her work. I mean, I, I guess it keeps her, um, you know, mentally, um, stimulated and engaged and she's really good at it. So she loves her job. And she, when I told her I did, and let's figure out logistically what we got to do to make that happen. Cause we still got a mortgage we got a light bill, you know, we got all this other stuff. Um, but she said, you need to go and do this and, you know, come back and we'll figure out what the next step is. And, and, you know, I talked to the important people in my life. My, I have two older brothers and I talked to them uh, and they all said the same thing. Uh, they said, you know, I'm envious that you 
have this opportunity and that you're you're making this ballsy choice to go do something like this um, when you know I don't I, I'm not a hiker I'm not a backpacker but I've always really wanted to see what that's like so it, it's been a it's been a real leap of faith um, and a, a very rewarding one so um, I hope that answered your questions. So at the, this is an impossible question, maybe Ron, but <laughs> at the, at the end of your journey, in, if I say to you, you have accomplished blank, that'll make this a success. What's that thing you want to accomplish? Fill in the blank for me. What do you hope to have accomplished after the end of your journey that you will then say, this was a success. This was exactly what I wanted. Um, I, I think, you know, that there are varying degrees of that. I think one component of that is, you know, it, there's a, there's a, a, a bit of, uh, I have to show that I'm physically fit. I'm physically able, I'm, I'm mentally able to achieve this level of discomfort, um, comfort with discomfort is kind of what I call it. Cause it is uncomfortable most of the time. Um, that's a real challenge for me, uh, being able to do something that about 25% or less of the people who start actually finish. Um, so there are those pieces of the challenge. I think more importantly to me, however, is for me to call this uh, a successful challenge or achievement would be a, um, a heightened awareness of personal uh, self, you know, who am I? What do I bring to humanity? What, what, do I, what important things can I tell my children? Um, what stories can I share with them? What can I tell friends of mine who might be struggling with a job change or job loss, or maybe they have a great job, but they hate it. Uh, and they feel trapped. Um, what are those things that men my age and, and really any man, what, what are the expectations that our culture puts on them that, that, that they shouldn't find themselves a slave to? Because um, I can tell you, I've had good jobs. I've, I've made money. Um, but it's been uh, um, unrewarding. And uh, I dreaded it. You know, Monday morning rolls up, Sunday night rolls around, and I'm miserable. You know, I'm laying there in bed just thinking, oh, let me go buy a lottery ticket. You know, this, this has got to be, I got to get out of this. Um, and then, you know, one day, luck would have it. I thought it was bad luck, but luck shined on me. And, you know, um, leadership changes came around, and somebody that I sort of know, uh, uh, an executive in my company comes in my office and says, Hey, we got to have a tough conversation. Um, and I look at that as sort of a blessing uh, it, that freed me up to, to do this. And that freedom that we have, um, that freedom of choice, that freedom of time, you know, I, Lon had a guy on his show a while back that was talking about, you got to watch that freedom. You got to, you got to be careful with it because it's one of those double-edged swords that too much of it and, and it could maybe work against you. So you have to be real careful with it. And I decided that I was going to, I was going to make this window of time, this six months or, or a year or whatever between jobs or between efforts professionally. Um, I was going to use it wisely. Um, so success for me is, you know, first I, I really, I'm, I'm determined to finish. Um, and barring physical injury or some kind of family emergency, I will. I can promise you that. The, the other thing is, I'm not sure yet what I'm going to get out of it um, from a personal perspective. But I can already tell you that I feel more self-reliant um, than I ever have in my entire life. And um, that's, that's a really neat feeling for most men in America that most dangerous thing you do all day is probably get in your car and drive through traffic and you don't even think about it. Um, so there's, 
I'm not, I'm not saying there's, you know, a macho component to it. Cause there are a lot of women that are out here doing it um, better than me. Uh, but the self-reliance, the um, courage, um, you know, you're out here alone. It's a dangerous place. And um, so success would be, you know, completing it with my health intact, um, not cracking up mentally. <laughs> That's a big part. Uh, and then maybe having something that I can use to distill into something that someone would benefit hearing from, whether they pay me for it or not, I, whatever. But just, it, it, am I going to have a story to tell? Am I going to have some, um, some information, some knowledge that someone else would say, ah, that's the missing piece? Um, so a good non-answer for you, probably. No, it's a, it's a right proper ramble. You know, everybody who's listening, everybody who's listening right now, who just heard you talk about that, um, is searching for something. You don't listen to this podcast. You don't follow normal 40. You don't show up for Adam and I on podcast day just to hear a couple guys, you know, talking about random things. You hear because you're searching for something. Um, and, and you're no different. You're no different when you showed up to LinkedIn. And I have to think that when you set out, when, when you had that awkward conversation, your boss came in and said, we've got to have an awkward conversation and probably gave you some form of a uh, invitation to leave with some sort of severance. And you really didn't have an option. There was, this wasn't a negotiation. This was settled. And, uh, and he made it as unawkward as he could, but it was, and it probably felt sucky at the time, but you set out and it probably started well before that. Cause you talked about the Sunday pit and you talked about all those things, but you're searching. And I'm wondering when you decided, when you went home that night and you'd been given your pink slip um, and you're talking to your wife and some, at some point after that, you decide I'm going to go hike the Appalachian trail. What is it when you said, I'm going to do that? What is it that you think you were searching for? Um, I, I needed to redirect, um, where I needed to, to redefine the criteria by which I value myself as a person, as a, as a man that has always been tied to, you know, career work, job title, um, paycheck, um, Ability to go out and, you know, buy a new car, get a, I don't play golf, but, you know, join a country club or, you know, those kinds of things, those material things that, you know, we all kind of think uh, I'm a hell of a provider. So everybody's happy. And I, I have spent, it's been the last 10 weeks or so. I mean, just before I started the trail that it, it occurred to me that you know, there's probably some low level depression that comes with, for a lot of us who go through job, you know, job loss or the threat of it or, you know, whatever, there's a, there's a component of, well, I'm not good enough and they're getting rid of me because they don't value me. Um, that may be true, but in most parts, uh, in, in most, you know, companies, it's a financial decision. It's, it's not really a, I mean, if they don't like you, they're just going to get rid of you. But mostly it's, hey, the dollars and cents don't add up. We don't have the headcount. We got to cut somebody. Here's a guy who's mid-50s and been here 30 years. Well, let's put him on this grid and see you know, how much money we can give him so that you know everybody goes home happy. Um, I, I had to convince myself that of that. And one of the one of the ways that we can take care of ourselves, self-help, you know, if you want to feel good, Lon, spend your time doing stuff that makes you feel good. That that's, you know, a, a form of self-help. So if you feel good cutting the grass or you feel good going out to the garage on Saturday and having a, a garage beer, if you if it makes you feel good to 
spend time with your kids or grandkids or your wife or your, your buddies or, you know, whatever, then we find ourselves doing that because it's a happy, enjoyable thing. But if you, if you really want to experience for me, um, I wanted, I was seeking something that would lead to growth, um, some sort of transformation into a person who's more self-confident because of who I am as a husband and a grandfather and a father and a friend and a brother and a son. Um, those are the things that matter. Um, and it's not the work that you do because you're, I mean, every guy listening to this who has a job knows that if that, that today's what Wednesday, I mean, by Friday, somebody could wheel into your office and say, Hey man, we got to have a conversation. You know, maybe your sales suck, or maybe you put your foot in the mouth with the client, or maybe, you know, maybe you stubbed your toe, did something wrong and you got to go. But by and large, that doesn't have any impact on who we are as people, as men, as, as human beings, as members of the human race, certainly not as, um, you know, that's just not an important thing. And for some reason, uh, I just felt so, um, I measured myself only by that, by that really one criteria. And it, it took getting out here, thinking about it every day for 48 days now, um, for me to realize that. So I'll ask one more, Adam, then I'll, I'm going to, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. So you're 48 days in 470 miles in what, what have you learned? What have you heard? And what have you learned about yourself that you didn't know when, when you hit, when you were standing at the trailhead, you probably kissed your wife goodbye. I'd imagine that she probably dropped you off. And, um, and you said goodbye and you turned around and you started going left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. From that moment to this moment, what, what have you learned that has surprised you about you? Um, well, I, I can walk uh, as, as long as there's daylight with everything I need to stay alive in a, in a wildly overpriced, uh, very lightweight but strong fiber fabric backpack strapped over my shoulders and around my waist. Um, it's also, it's, it's a stark when you recognize, when you're faced with the idea that there's no, there's, you know, there's no SOS button, there's no 911 in the Great Smoky Mountains, there's no 911 out here in the Blue Ridge. Um, you're on your own. There's no cell service for the most part. So, um, and I'm not saying that to, you know, be Ron the badass or anything like that, because believe me, I'm not. I mean, I wear white jeans. Okay. And, um, I've spent most of my career wearing a tie or a fancy shirt. And I got a closet full of sport coats, um, that I'm in love with. And I wear white, white jeans and suede shoes. And, you know, I, I avoid mud puddles and, um, don't, don't get a stain on my tie and my hair's got to get, I get my hair cut every three weeks and I obsess over my beard and all that man, that stuff goes out the window. Um, so the, the second day on trail, it occurred to me that I'm on my own. And I like that. Uh, I really like that. I have found over the last, tomorrow, I think it'll be eight weeks. So the first two weeks in, I walked with a, a couple other people. Um, we just just had similar outlooks and we're wildly, you know, there was a young lady, much younger than me, my daughter's age. And then there was an older guy who's 20 years older than me. And we kind of found ourselves sort of, you know, bumping into each other, similar paces and that sort of thing. And we kind of got acclimated to life on the trail together. And since then, you know, we've kind of moved on. Um, we, we're not hiking around each other, but we keep in touch every now and then. 
so that that I think was a blessing. I think that was put there in my way on purpose, so that the first couple of weeks in, you know, I felt that community, that closeness. I had other people to bounce questions off of. Hey, how do you use this device? How do you read this map and uh, that sort of thing? And, but since then, uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, I've been walking alone pretty much daily and I much prefer that. And I would not have guessed it if somebody had told me a year ago that now I would be hiking 18, 20 miles a day, but by myself um, along the way, nine hours of hiking a day and finding campsites, stealth sites. They're just in the woods and I'm just like the only person there. I would have told you you're crazy because that's not why I would want to do this. I would want to do it to be with other people. So I've found that to be very unique for me. I mean, I'm a very social person. I'm not introverted much, um, but this is a very personal thing for me. And I want it to be my own hike. There's a saying out here that, you know, you hike your own hike. If you're hiking with a group of people, you might be hiking somebody else's hike. Because they might want they they may want to stop at three p.m. They may want to take an hour and a half for a lunch break. They may want to go see this vista uh, side trail to go look at this view, or not. Maybe they want to skip it. Um, so you know, when you're hiking with a group of people, there's compromise around every corner, which is that's a great learning. That's a great skill to have, and I have it, and I can certainly do that, but. I'm kind of a no compromise person when it comes to, you know, I want to set my own pace. Um, so that that's something I've really learned uh, about me as a person that I think could translate into, you know, maybe something professionally down the road that, you know, I've got something to say. I don't know what it is, but I've got something to say that maybe is unique um, and maybe goes against the grain for a lot of other people. I, I don't, if I had a goal for work and I know you didn't ask about work, but I, I want to be self-employed. I want to be my own boss. So that that's splashing into the, the trail. I'm my own boss out here. I'm calling the shots. Ron, you, you said October 15th is kind of your drop dead date for you to, mm -hmm. to get off the trail. So Paint a picture for me on, on October 16th, right? Let's just use that as a date. In your perfect ideal world, what are the next 14 days like after that? What are the things that you're going to do when you're back on the mainland, quote unquote, and, mm -hmm. and you're just sort of off the trail? In your perfect world, what do those first two, three weeks look like? What do you see yourself doing? What are you thinking about? How do you think you'll have changed from what you've experienced um, being on the trail? I think, uh, and I've thought about this a good bit, and, and I think those first few days back in the real world or back in my real world, um, you know, need I need to give that time to, you know, you got to reacclimate to, you know, your surroundings, to living at home, um, you know, reacquaint with the house and my wife and the dog and you know, my kids and my friends and, um, you know, those, those kinds of things. I, I think just like getting acclimated to hiking every day, you got to start slow and kind of warm up and, you know, get used to the routine. And I, I think there'll be a, a fair amount of that. So the, the second half of October, let's say, I mean, if it is the 15th, when I do, I'm, I'm on track to finish well before then, but you know, those first weeks back, um, I think I'm going to dedicate to, you know, just getting reacquainted with my life because I've stepped away from it for so long. What's one thing you miss that you're not uh, able to get now by being on the trail? Um, I was telling my wife this the other day. I really miss my, my routine such that it was um, from from the end of December when I when I stopped working to March 23rd when I took my first steps on trail. I I spent every day planning for this, uh, and that's 
researching what gear I needed to take, watching a million hours of YouTube videos on, you know, how to hike and um, talking to other people who had done it, looking at maps, you know, all those kinds of great things. But I did it in, in, in my house. I have a home office inside and I have a, a freestanding garage that's kind of a man cave kind of thing. But it, it's also just a garage and a wood shop and that sort of thing. I spent every day um, having coffee out there. And then I would take, you know, little day hikes and stuff like that. So that sort of routine, the familiar surroundings of the, the only house my wife and I have really lived in since we've been together. We've been married 30 years in November. Um, so, yeah, that's I mean, outside of my family, my wife, um, you know, what I really miss daily is just that familiar um, environment and routine that, that went along with it. So I'm definitely going to reacquaint with with some of those pursuits when, when I'm back. So fast forward, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up where Adam left off and fast forward one year from now. And it's, it's, um, it's one year from now. And you're, you, if you had to, if you could describe the ingredients for me, what, what you're doing that you're, that's demonstrating success, you're doing what you want to do. You, you've indicated already in this conversation that you kind of want to work for yourself you've learned some things about yourself that you want to be sure you don't give back. You've taken some things and you now own them and you don't want to give them back. Um, and to the extent, you know, with clarity, what you want to be doing great, but if not, I don't care. I just want to know what are the, what are some of the ingredients of your life in one year from now? Um, what, what are those things? Well, I, I, I would like to be, um, you know, I would like to do some consulting uh, with, you know, businesses, small businesses, you know, individual practitioners, what, whatever, who, because of the size of their business, be it, be it small, they really don't have the payroll for some, you know, somebody in the HR realm or in the communications realm or in the finance or funding. How do you raise, how does a small business raise cash. I mean, a lot of them are such small businesses or startups that it's hard to get money from a bank. I used to work for a bank for 30 years. You know, what are some things that I can help people who are starting a business or have a business, but they're trying to get it to the next level? I've, I've got 30 plus years of professional experience um, and I'm, I'm seeking daily line to try to distill what I know about business and about people um, into actionable steps to success for someone, whether they're writing a novel or, you know, how do I get in touch with a book publisher or I need, um, I need help with vendor relations because, you know, the inventory for my store, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting crushed on the uh, margins and, you know, all those kinds of things um, that I think I could, I could, I could help with. And somehow I'm, I'm going to find a way to marry the experience, the growth, the things I learn on this, this hike with, with that. And I think it would re resonate with the, the community, either friends that I know, business owners that I know, or people, you know, I mean, we live in a virtual world, so you can really work anywhere. Um, But I know that to start that on my own, a lot of it would, I would have to work for free a good bit in order to get customers or clients or connections or, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm okay with that. That's one of the things we, we talk about in, in Normal 40 um, is, would you do it for free? And if the answer is, there's no way I would do it for free, then you're probably not you probably haven't figured out exactly. That's not, will you do it for free? Um, yeah. um, will you do it for free forever? It's, would you do it for free? Would you yeah. do it and feel fulfilled? And so continuing to lean in on that, you know, what are those mm -hmm. things? And the other, you know, just something to think about. I, you seem to be like a dude who's, who seems to have some time uh, to think <laughs> about things. Good um, bit. Distill that down. 
I, I love, love, love where you're going with who you want to help, what you're able to do, what your strengths are, how you want to spend your time, what you would do for free. But this, to every mile, challenge yourself to distill it down into a sentence. And, and let me use my mission for an example. Inspire the change in a thousand lives. If I'm not, if I'm not saying, I feel like what you were, the three of us are doing right here, maybe, just maybe might be the thing that inspires someone to change one, one thing about their life that changes it for the better. I didn't get paid. You didn't get paid. Adam didn't get paid. And I don't care. I'm on mission. My mission is to inspire change in a thousand lives. Well, when you can, when you can have a mission that that's, it's that simple, and then you do the things you love. And then you figure out how to make money, what, what's, what provides so much ridiculous value that you can charge something for it. But you, I would, my, so going back, my challenge is just have fun and wrestle with what is the sentence? What am I, what am I really going to do? What am, who am I really going to, what, what is the essence of the mission that I'm going to help people do? I'm, I'm writing this down. So that's why I'm being quiet. That's cool. Go ahead, Adam. You, you got, you got one to let See, rip. This, I, I mean, I'm getting it for free. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm, I'm scared. No, we're you. getting it for free, dude. You don't get it. We're the recipients here. I feel like I've, I haven't walked 470 miles in the last 10 weeks. I'm talking to a dude who's doing it. I'm it's getting all it in the, here. It, it's all an elaborate ruse just to scam a few tidbits out of you for free that <laughs> It's Other working like a charm, for. baby, and it'll work again. No, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. This is, um, you, you know, just talking about it, um, it, whatever that it is for anybody listening, you know, if they're struggling with something, if they're wrestling with an issue, a problem, I don't care if it's professional or it's their love life or they got a kid that they're worried about and that relationship that's so important is maybe not where they think it should be. You gotta, you gotta be able to have a dialogue with yourself about it. You, you know, I mentioned that you know, there's no SOS. There's no 911 call I can make out here. Well, guess what? Nobody's coming to rescue. You can work in Manhattan and ain't nobody coming to rescue you when you have a problem professionally or, or personally, you are your rescue unit. And I think that's something that I forgot about. I didn't, I forgot that. And so I was stunned, you know, when I, when I was told, Hey, you know, there's a reduction in force and you're going to get caught up in this, you know, well, who's going to fix it. And, you know, who at HR can I call uh, and remind them that I've been here so long, you know, uh, -uh. it's, it's me. And that was the choice that I made. I remember that, that same boss that gave me that news. I remember later saying to that person, um, I am betting on me. I'm not betting on the company to fix this. So, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to take some demotion. I'm not going to panic and be desperate and take some, other job that I'm going to feel even worse going to. Uh, and I'll start feeling shitty about it on Saturday instead of Sunday night. Um, I, I, I'm betting on me and this is the push. Um, and you know, there's a spiritual component here that we hadn't really talked about. And I don't know what, you know, I don't know where every listener is on that spectrum, but I can say for me that, there's definitely been a, an inspiration that has that 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 the origin of which is not me, and but and I say that because I'm not a backpacker, <laughs> I'm not a hiker, and I've got close friends that kind of pulled me to the side and said, you know, you've never done any backpacking in your life. Are you sure about this? You know, there's no shame, Ron, if you if you come off if you decide it's not for you. You know, there's no shame. At least you tried, you know, before I even started. And that told me that the outward person that I was and the things I spent my time doing and what I valued wasn't, wasn't backpacking and wasn't hiking. 
So you got to, what I'm spending my time, my question or my sentence that I'm going to write is, you know, I am in control. So what do, what's this going to look like? Which is different than what am I going to get? What's this company going to give me? What's the, uh, you know, what's the salary and compensation package that they offer? You know, that's what we think of as the normal. And the human condition ought to be different. It ought to be, well, what makes me happy and what can I go out and create? So that uh, it's a shift and it's, um, it's, it's interesting to experience it in real time. So I've got two questions and then an observation. When you step off the trail, and we talked about kissing your wife goodbye and you turned around and left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. And in the last steps at the end of the trail, I'd imagine your wife will be there and it'll be left foot, right foot, and then a little faster and a little faster. And it'll be emotional. And I want to know in that moment what you're going to leave behind you on the trail. And I want to know what you're going to take with you from the trail. Um, I think what I'm going to leave behind is um, what I hope to leave behind is, you know, low self-esteem, um, the depression that comes with low self-esteem. And I'm just being honest here. I mean, a lot of guys experience this. Don't ever talk about it. You know, that's why women, uh, by and large, you know, have greater instances of reported you know, depression, anxiety, or whatever. Well, it's because they go to the doctor, they talk to somebody about it. Men don't. Um, but it's a real thing for me. And I found myself sort of battling with that um, as I was beginning to prepare for this. And, you know, I even wondered if maybe I'm just making this up in my head that I really want to go out here on this hike. Maybe it's a subconscious diversion from the worry and anxiety about this job situation. And, um, but I, I decided to accept it uh, on its terms. And, you know, this, this divine urging, um, even inspiration, I guess is a better, is a better word. Um, so I, I kind of let it, I let it blossom. Um, what I'm leaving, hoping to leave behind is, is that, that self-doubt that, uh, that I can't, or that mm, that's, that's not in my plan or anything's in your plan. You just got to make it, you just got to make the choice, make the trade, you know, I mean, it's, oh, you know, people spend their money on a lot of stuff. I've been blessed that in my career and in my life, I've, I've been able to uh, put together uh, enough, you know, cash that, I can take a year off and still keep the bills paid and, you know, afford this hike. And, you know, that it's a trade-off instead of that money just sitting in an account, you know, just sitting there doing nothing and me working every day and, and not really feeling like I'm getting anywhere um, important um, with myself. I've converted it to this. Um, and when I look at it in those terms, it's not like, you know, nobody said to me, Hey man, you're just taking a year long vacation. Uh, nobody said that, but I think there are probably some raised eyebrows that, you know, gosh, you know, what's Ron thinking? He's leaving his wife for six, eight months and, you know, he doesn't have a job and uh, what's he going to do when he gets back? And I mean, how can he go off and do this? But I, nobody said that to me. Um, what do I hope to pick up, bring home? Yeah, take with me. Um, it's the flip side of that same coin. It's self-reliance. It's, um, you know, a greater sense of self, uh, a greater confidence that what I have to say or talk about or share is, is important and meaningful and not trivial or, you know, um, focused on, you know, something silly, uh, actionable, uh, knowledge that I would share for free 
with someone struggling like I was. I don't, I don't want anybody else to, I don't want any other guy out there to go to the dark places that I've been to in my life because I felt like I would, wasn't good enough or I was inadequate. And, you know, if I can do that, um, man, that's a success in my book. I got one for you, Ron. <clears throat> Imagine for a second, obviously, this is fill in the blank. Your boss comes in the, into your office and says, there's, there's a reduction in workforce, right? So when your boss comes in the office and says, there's a reduction in workforce, if that doesn't happen to you, you would be blank. Yeah, I'd, I'd be sitting... I'd be sitting in that office right now um, doing what I would normally do, you know, trying to make a difference in the lives of customers who trusted me with their money. And um, that was about a 10th, maybe 10% of my day would be actually spent doing that thing, which I got so much um, out of satisfaction out of the rest of it is just that, you know, it's just that big corporate bureaucracy BS that we all have to deal with in, in work environments. That's, that's where I'd be. I believe that firmly. I'm not going to shine you on and say, Oh, well, you know, I would have done this anyway. Nah, it, it took, that was the catalyst. It took that door slamming on my hand to make me go, all right, this is the world. This is the universe. This is God. This is the Holy spirit. This is, this problem is the answer to my problems. And once I figured that out, I didn't worry about it anymore. Has this journey been more of a physical or mental challenge for you? Mental. Mental. It's, you know, it's like a lot of things. Um, you'd be surprised what you can do physically with enough repetition training uh, and just acclimation to the rigors of the hike. But, and, and when I say mental, I mean it in all different ways. I mean, there's, there's homesickness. That's real. There's, you know, I miss my wife. I miss my family. I miss my children. Uh, I had to FaceTime uh, for the birthday party for my granddaughter's first birthday back in April which was really kind of cool. I, I enjoyed that. Um, and seeing her reaction when she could see me on the, the phone screen and all that was really kind of sweet. I got, got emotional about it. Um, there's those kinds of mental things, you know, the, the discomfort, you know, it, it sucks when it rains and it sucks even worse when it's cold and it rains. I mean, that's just uncomfortable. Nobody likes that that wears on you mentally more than it does physically. Um, so being able to mentally keep yourself motivated, you know, it's just me. I told you already, I'm kind of hiking alone. So nobody's banging on the tent door or texting me from across the campsite saying, Hey man, let's get going one foot in front of the other. It's me. I'm the motivator. So Doing that, generating that on your own is, it can be taxing, uh, but you do it. Uh, and then there's, you know, there's safety concerns. If you are not focused on the six feet in front of you, you'll fall or you'll step on a rattlesnake. I almost did that, I don't know, a month ago. Scared daylights out of me. Um, and I've taken some hard falls like down on my knees with 30 pounds on my back kind of fall downhill where you just keep rolling and picking up steam. Uh, I don't know how I'm not injured from that uh, worse than I was, but if you're not focused on every step, then, you know, you, you will, you put yourself in danger. So there's, it's exhausting mentally uh, to stay that focused. So um, yeah, it's a, it's, I would say it's, like a lot of things, but it's very, very mentally challenging. You know, Ron, I've, I never know what I'm going to, who I'm going to come face to face with when I hit join meeting. 
And again and again, I just continue to be inspired and in awe. And I come back to what I said right off the bat. I, I talk to some of the coolest, decent, wisest, um, big hearted people that I, I could ever imagine. And, um, and I get to do it because I just leaned into a curiosity I had one day, not all that different from you. Typically what I do at, at this point in a ramble, I like to read back some things that, that were really impactful because sometimes you, you say things and you probably don't even realize you've said them in a way that is really, in my opinion, impactful and, and even brilliant in, in certain ways. And I'm going to read back just a couple of them to you and you'll get to hear them when, when, when we air this, but I talk about, you know, I wrote a whole, I wrote a whole book that I'll, I'll have out in the next month or two called the trade. And you made that trade. You, you've done it. And the premise of the trade is you to do what you want to do and live the life you want. You got to give something up. Something's got to give. It doesn't, it, you don't get to do them both. You don't get to do them all. And um, I talk about trading what you, the money you thought you'd use in retirement to live and explore and chase the life you want to live now. Don't, don't wait. Don't, don't wait until maybe your healthcare needs all of the money. Do it now. And you said something so, I've said this a thousand times and you said it better. I said, I talk about the trade. You said, my money, I converted my money into this. I thought that was so beautiful. You converted, I'm talking to you probably from a hostel somewhere in Virginia, you're 470 miles in. To, yeah, I'm in a bed and, bre- bed and breakfast. <laughs> and, and, and you took your money. This was a trade. And you converted it to this experience where you're finding what you're taking with you. You know, you said you're, what you're taking, what you're going to leave behind is your self-esteem and your self-doubt. And what you're taking with you is your self-reliance and your sense of self. Well, shit, tell me that that isn't worth every nickel that this is going to cost you financially. Cool. You, can't, you can't find it anywhere else. It's awesome. But there's, there's more. Um, one of the things I ramble on often is nobody shows up at this point in life and does this for you. Your last promotion, probably somebody did that for you. Probably somebody you knew, you know, and mm-hmm. probably the promotion before that, but mm-hmm. this trade, this change, you, nobody shows up and does this for you. Nobody walks this trail for you. Nobody, um, kisses your wife goodbye. When you, when you leave, nobody does the first birthday call in you do it and you got to show up to do it. Um, and here's, here's six other things that you said that were impactful. You can walk as long as there is light. I'm on my own and I really like that. You like your own hike. If, um, oh, you hike your own hike. If you hike with other people, you might accidentally be on their hike. I'm my own boss out here. Then you said, you have to be able to have a dialogue with yourself. And you like to have, um, and you have to be able to rescue yourself. And then the last thing you said um, is I've taken some falls and I've learned how to get back up. Man, if that's what you learn along the trail, dude, well done. I am inspired and you, you my friend are a dude to know. I'm honored to be talking to you, man. Well, I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, I, I've been accused uh, by many people of a lot of times saying things that I don't know that I've said. Um, and so uh, you've, you've put that in a positive spin, though. So, um, I'm anything, um, if anything, I'm, I'm an honest, you know, I am big hearted and um, I, I feel this real drive, this, um, I have a need to help, you know, I, I don't want anybody else. I said this earlier and I'm going to reiterate it. I don't want anybody else out there listening to think that they are alone in feeling bad about themselves for whatever reason, failed relationship, stubbed their toe at work, got canned from a great job, got canned from a crappy job. Um, somebody talked, said something about them that's not true and it's irking them. I don't want anybody out there feeling bad about themselves or their low self-esteem to the point where I was 
Um, I don't want those guys going to any of those dark places that we go to in thinking about ourselves. Uh, if I can, if I can help it, if there's a lesson that I can learn along the way and just share some nugget, you got to walk your own walk, man. You got to do your own thing, but Hey, there are other people out here doing it. There are other people that are doing it. I, I run into hikers all the time. And a lot of them are out here on one big, it's just some big vacation. There's a lot of young people that, you know, it's their gap year between college and the job or, you know, whatever. And then there's some folks that just, Hey, I got nothing better to do. I, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of living off the land. And so I'm out here. And then there are guys my age that are, well, I've always wanted to do this and I'm retired. I hadn't yet run into anybody who had my story. Not, I haven't yet. I hope to, but I haven't run into somebody who said, you know, I, I, some people have said, yeah, I retired and now's my chance. Well, I didn't really retire. I mean, it wasn't, I, I didn't like plan a retirement and get a party and a, and a Rolex. I would have sold it <laughs> to pay for my, <laughs> convert that into time. Hey, that's, that's cool. You take you take a real watch and sell it and convert it into time. I I, I want to be able to help not only you know my friends and 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 family to better understand why I'm out here, but I think somewhere in the understanding of why I'm out here and what I'm learning, there are there are pieces there that others can use little steps to success to overcome whatever their issue is because it all starts from from in here it's you got to be able to do it on your own you are your own rescue squad in life and i just i just think men women everybody but especially dudes who you know find themselves at that point they got to they got to have confidence that they can rescue themselves they can pull the switch, make the trade, um, jam the car and drive, and and do it because you can. Well, Ron, I suspect you've helped more people than you probably realized. Um, so first off, Ron Ward, thanks for your vulnerability today. Thanks for your openness. And sincerely, thanks for being a dude that we need to know. It's been an honor to spend time with you today, chatting with you. Thanks so much for giving us your time today. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Lots of love to both of y'all. All right, Lon, Ron, uh, what a story, right? Like, I mean, to me, there there's so many parallels to what we heard from Ron today. You know, the, the trade isn't easy. And uh, you've said that many times. And I think what he's doing is an interesting embodiment of what that means of, of the trade not being easy. He talked about putting one foot in front of the other, uh, which is a lot of what you talk about at, at times. Just just do something, man. Just do something. Um, so many great parallels. Such a great story. Um, really enjoyed the way that he's approaching this opportunity and uh, how he's challenging himself both physically and probably more importantly, mentally to, to better himself out of this experience. Um, certainly a very inspirational conversation. Really, really glad that you connected us to, to Ron. And I can't wait to follow his story and Hopefully on or about October 15th, you know, he'll send us a picture of him himself walking off the trail that we can share someplace with our, our with our our listeners because it's a it's a really cool experience. Yeah, man. It's it's so true, Adam. Um, there were so many parallels. I I'm a copious note taker, as you know, and I've got, I mean, the the listeners can't see them, but I've got just pages of notes um on on things Ron said, and so many of them just are, are just absolutely bullseye or normal 40. And I think that the people that listen to this um, probably will find themselves a few different times saying, Jesus, this is, yes, I feel that. Or, and they're probably going to say, I wish I had the courage to do what Ron's doing. I wish I was doing it. I wish I could do it. And, you know, the reminder is nobody thinks they can do it. Nobody thinks that it's possible. Nobody thinks it's available to them. But, but of everyone you've seen doing it, including me, I went through that where I didn't think it was possible. But when you set out and you take some action, it is amazing what becomes possible.
Well, this story is, is one of many that we've told on the podcast a few times, Lon, which again, we appreciate all the support out there. I think we're 20 plus shows in and uh, we've really enjoyed the experience. If this is the first time you've heard a show of ours, do me a favor, go all the way back to the beginning and listen to them word for word because they're all full with nuggets such as the ones you heard on this episode. Make sure you're subscribing as well. And Lon, this is uh, you know one of many places that you show up to help people and to be curious and to be a dude in people's corner. So um, give us a sense of where else people can find you. Where else do you show up and uh, and uh, and sort of be a part of, of everyone's journey on their uh, their second half story? Yeah, there's there's a few places that that I show up and I love to just connect with people. One is here, Adam, with you and connecting with people. Um, and it's amazing to me how many people listen and comment, usually in email form, but please keep doing that. Please just subscribe and, um, and share comments. And if you can leave a comment uh, and a review, that's great. Uh, look, the other place, there's two more places where I show up regularly, and that is LinkedIn. If you haven't found me on LinkedIn yet, do it. Um, I, I, I provide a pretty steady diet of content that is exactly aligned with what Ron's doing. Um, and so you can come find me there and I'll be there. You can send me a direct message. You can email me at lon at normal40.com. And I, I try to make time to reply to every one of those emails. You can book a, you can go to my website. You can do it from LinkedIn too, but you can go to my website, normal40.com. And you can do a couple of things. One, you can, you can um, join my closed LinkedIn community. This is a place where there's not a bunch of us in there. There aren't thousands of us in there. There's many tens and I hope to get it to maybe hundreds um, but it's a place where we can have intimate conversation as a group of people going through this. And so get in there, click community, go to insider, sign up and just see where it takes you. It's just, it's one month at a time. If you don't like it, you can leave. Um, I get it. It's it, uh, but, but I show up there. Um, and then lastly, you can sign up for my newsletter and I hesitate to even call it a newsletter. It's called the Rambler. It's just stories like this. It's notes from me to you, wherever you're at in your journey. And, uh, and I try to make it real and helpful and compelling. And you can sign up for that on the website. Lastly, I would need to give a shameless plug to my book, The Trade. It's coming. I've given it to 50 people to read. And the comments and feedback have been absolutely emotional for me to read. It's been incredible. And I can't wait to bring that book to life. Um, and I, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that this book does something for everyone who's listening to this podcast and everybody who bothers to show up for it. On behalf of the Normal 40 community line, we thank you for all the places you show up and all the inspiration you give to help people be inspired uh, on their own journey to live their second half story. We appreciate everyone for tuning in and listening. Again, we will uh, we'll continue to put these episodes on. And so we will keep showing up as long as you promise to do the same. Until next time, Adam and Lon, Normal 40, the podcast.